Welcome to the Creative Condition Podcast, the show where I, Ben Talon, illustrator and writer, invite people from the creative industry and far beyond to share their story of creativity, both the nature and the nurture, the chaos and the calm. Creativity is a fundamental pillar of human happiness, something I'm increasingly fascinated by. It is so often misunderstood. So little by little, I hope to build an archive of valuable stories, experiences and tips to help you maximise yours. Today is a new step forward in the life of a creative condition. So for a while now, I've been quite sporadic in these podcasts, putting them out as and when quite haphazardly, always with great guests and I like to think always with good ideas. But now, it's a bit of a shit time for change because I have been writing a book with this very title, A Creative Condition, 40,000 words deep into a manuscript and sat with a wealth of material that I've been collating consciously and subconsciously over the last maybe 20 years. Just from all the people that I've met, my fascination with creativity, my love of the arts, my love of play and exploration, and all the good things that creativity does for us as human beings, after all, it is our defining asset. So what I'm going to do is start serialising not just some of the book, but I'm going to start writing exclusively on my website over at bentallenwriter.com and sharing those pieces in audio format on here. And what that'll do is it will break up the long gaps between the episodes with guests. It'll also mean that I'm going to curate my episodes according to those uh, the, the themes and the ideas and the topics that I want to cover with very specialist guests according to whatever we're talking about. I'm very excited about this change and I hope you enjoy this new step forward. Hello and welcome back to The Creative Condition. How are you doing? I hope you're good. So, departure, time for change. Um, just from that little intro there, I hope you got the gist of it. So what I felt was, I, I've still got deep love for this podcast. I, I still adore talking about creativity and I believe I'll do that to my dying day. But what I found was, you know, with a heavy lifestyle now with two young twins of two years old, um, a full-time job as an illustrator and an aspiring career as an author, um, I was increasingly less time rich. And where that left me was a place where I was having to cut back and compromise in certain areas. And one of those areas was, of course, the podcast. And you may have noticed, you know, there would be fits and starts. There would be times when I felt uh, rejuvenated or like I had something to say in audio format. And I would bring in the right guest. And I will continue to do that because, I, you know, there's no, I can't just sit here and be just me talking to you. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm actually going to be doing quite a bit more of it. But it has to be broken up by it other perspectives. Now that is what the creative condition is all about. So just before I go any further, a quick thank you to the founding and continuing sponsor, illustrationx.com, a wonderful illustration agency representing animators, illustrators, artists of all kinds. Uh, they've been uber supportive since the very start. In fact, they helped me get this thing off the ground. It's thanks to Harry Lyon Smith, the MD of the company, that even suggested that I should take this tendency to gab on about creativity and turn it into a podcast and they even supported me to do so so big thanks to those guys um they give an industry insight each episode but i'm going to stop doing that because i don't think it's quite as fitting for the new direction and i think this new direction of 
exploring the behavior and the nature of creativity kind of speaks for itself so maybe i'll wrap it up by giving a little takeaway point at the end or perhaps just the overall conversation is brought to you by illustration x because if it wasn't for those guys there would be no podcast and i am continually thankful for that so do go and check them out for all your visual communication needs illustrationx.com so what is the creative condition it was arrest all mimics right back at the start and the reason i called the podcast arrests all mimics, even though it is this very arty, lateral, ephemeral title, which I always have a tendency to do. Arrest all mimics was essentially my way of saying be original, get rid of the the imposters or the mimickers or the trend chasers. Um, it's quite militant, wasn't it? But I liked it. I liked that it had strength and oomph and curiosity. But what I found as the podcast progressed is that people weren't going to stumble across that. You weren't going to go on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and go, right, graphic design podcasts or art podcasts or visual communication or creativity podcasts and stumble across the rest or mimics and understand that that's what it was. Let's be honest. So that was a little naive on my part. So as things got down the track, I thought, what is this? What is the nature of this podcast? And what it evolved to become, it went from being something at times about specific projects or events or press releases. And I'm not saying that that's not going to happen, but it tended to evolve very naturally into something just about creativity and about collective overall creativity as this thing that we all have access to as human beings, but also about individual creativity and the very beautiful unique strain of creativity that is a thread through each of our lives whether we want to admit that or not and it came up time and time again on podcasts it was about backgrounds it was about feelings it was about personal ways of overcoming or falling under the pressure of adversity it was about many many things but that's exactly what it was and i again i wanted to go down this unnecessarily long title of creativity in the human condition and my wife laura turned around to me and said well, why not just the creative condition? And I just looked at her and went, bang, that's the one. You've done it. Thank you. I just needed that fresh perspective. And somebody just to go, come on, shut up, less words, bang, make it simple. Uh, and that's what happened. So it became the Creative Condition Podcast. And very pleasantly, I found that despite, you know, the sporadic nature and the less time I have to push the podcast, the numbers have either stayed the same or gotten better. And I wonder, you know, tell me, how did you find this thing? Hit me up on Twitter at Ben Talon. I'd love to know because maybe it is just that. Maybe it is that people are going um, creativity podcast or creative industry podcast. And the creative condition podcast has two of those words in there. So maybe it's just a big kick down the road for the SEO. I don't know. Tell me. I'd love to know. So, so what's happening now? So here I am. Let me think. 2000 and... 16 I started this thing because it was off the back of my debut book Champagne and Wax Crayons which came out in 2015 um, so that's where it was so six years here we are wow six years of podcasting over 180 episodes I'm very proud of that it's uh because the thing is it's not a personal achievement this is my life ambition to champion and strengthen creativity as an accessible thing for all of us because hell we need it in today's world let's be right so that's what I wanted to do. That's what I'm doing. And then what happened over Christmas was this. I had started writing 
another non-fiction book back in 2017 when I was still living in London and I was still at Second Floor Studios out on the Thames in uh, Woolwich. And I still have it somewhere. If I find it, I'll share it on social media. But I have an A4 sheet of paper with a doodle and it's got this kind of, um, it's like a, not a flowchart, a brainstorming type thing, big bubble diagram of some kind. And I wrote down all these facets of creativity. And, I, you know, so I had the idea to write this book and I actually wrote over half a manuscript back then and it really wasn't right. It jarred. I was writing it far too anecdotally, telling all these personal funny stories again, like I did in Champagne and Wax Crayons. Now, that's a format that worked for Champagne because it was a very, uh, you know, nervous, raw freelancer finding it hard in the early stages of building a creative creativity-led career. Um, so it, it kind of suited that, you know... Uh, man telling a story, first person nature, but bringing in other accounts and making observations. Whereas this book, as I realised over Christmas when I got this big kick out of my subconscious brain that just went, I'm ready, I'm ready, write me. <laughs> five, year, five years later, would you believe it? I got an unequivocal, unequivocal um, undeniable urge to write this book. And it felt right. And I started doing it in January and it hasn't stopped flowing since. And I'm up to 40,000 words now. And what it is, is my life's observations and studies of creativity. And when I say that, I fell in love with creativity from an early age, subconsciously. Consciously, I fell in love with creativity when I went to design college at 17 years old. And it's from that point on, I've been taking subconscious notes, having spent time around a lot of talented artistic, non-artistic, but really creative people. And I just felt like there was enough there now to suddenly take in some accounts from other people, studies and observations and nuances, and write this. It's been challenging, but I'm loving this kind of journalistic challenge of writing a book that is, like I said, more journalistic, less anecdotal. It's still got a thread of me telling the story about why I'm referencing each of these people. But it goes in a lot of directions. So I'm looking at adversity and creativity. I'm looking at space. I'm looking at surroundings, comfort, do comfort zones, danger. I'm looking at the impact of, of uh, news and external factors and domestic life and all these things. And it's not in a scientific kind of way because I couldn't write like that. You know the way I talk. It's no different to the way I write or draw for that matter. And that's what I'm taking a real deep dive into i've very kindly been uh, given a foreword by graham wood one of the founding members of tomato and it's going to blow your mind i love that thing i'm not going to share it just yet so i thought it's time to start writing and serializing it again so i'm not just going to be serializing the book i'm going to be writing exclusive pieces for my blog but i thought well hang on i've got this podcast sat here and aren't there big gaps between guests these days because i don't have as much time as i once did yeah, and what I do have time to do is sit in a room like I am now in my studio and talk to you on my own. And I can read these pieces because I know that, you know, not everyone is a keen reader like I am. People are less time rich, much like I am these days. And there's a big boom in the audio format. And there's a reason you guys keep coming back and listening to this. So why not share it in two formats? Why not write for the people who've maybe got that train journey and no headphones and they want to just read a short piece? And then... I can talk to you. So brilliant. I can do this. Maybe I can do live stuff down the road. I don't know. It's going to evolve. And that's what I love. So that's where we are. 
I am writing a new book. I'm going to be sharing some excerpts, but I am also going to be writing bespoke pieces and I'm going to be sharing them with you on the podcast. So the creative condition is up and running as a big entity in its own right. So why not start today with the introduction? That's what I'm going to do. So in a few minutes, I'm going to read you the introduction in the book in its draft format. I mean, this thing is yet to be edited, so it may change by the time that you eventually are able to hold a print or a digital or an audio copy in your hands, or your ears or your eyes. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited. So you can check out the blog over at bentallenwriter.com. You'll find the link on the head there, the creative condition. And these pieces are going to be staying up there so you can go back and reference them time and time again. I would love your feedback. I'm going to be on Twitter more than I am talking about this stuff. I want you to join in. I want discussions. I want disagreements. I want debates. I want agreements. I want love. I want people kicking the desk. No, I don't. I'm joking. But I really want to hear from all of you because I love it when these conversations get going. And I love, you know, that's the joy of Twitter, isn't it? It's kind of, you can do the threads and you can link to long form pieces, but in its essence, it's bang. Uh, is it even 140 characters anymore? I think it's 280, isn't it now? But anyway, it stings, isn't it? And that's what I want to do. So I'd love your feedback on this whole idea moving forward, but and especially this first kind of maiden new episode in a new direction. Like I say, there are, of course, going to be guests. I'm going to be fine tuning them according to what we just talked about, but... I'm also going to be talking to you in person, so hopefully we can do this once again with more regularity. Thanks again to Illustration X, my very kind founding and continuing sponsor. Wouldn't be possible without them. Go and check them out, illustrationx.com. And I am now going to read you the introduction to the creative condition, and it's why I started writing again after seven years. And don't forget, you can read it and share it at bentallandwriter.com. When I landed my dream client, World Wrestling Entertainment in 2012. Someone who knew my passion for professional wrestling asked me what was next, now that I'd reached the top of a personal mountain. I laughed it off and mentioned all the other clients I'd yet to illustrate for, the projects I'd be honoured to be a part of, and how that was only one lived dream. I didn't realise the impact the question had on me. Subconscious at first, but slowly, over the next few years, I thought about it more and more. In certain areas, my enthusiasm for visual communication had waned. I felt ungrateful, perhaps even a little spoiled for having this attitude. To land a dream client only four years into the creative industry career had been unimaginable just a few months earlier, but I developed an approach to seeking work in that I put my personality at the centre of my efforts, not being afraid to express my love of a client's product, my desire to bring my skill set to the table, and I'd even pitch in a few initial thoughts about how we might get that conversation started. It became an addiction of sorts. First, it was When Saturday Comes, then The Guardian, and Leeds United followed. And before I had time to think about what this meant, I was off chasing the next unlikely accolade. Now, with WWE in the bag, there was a degree of, what next? That's about the time I realised I'd strayed from what I should have always been at the heart of my endeavours, creativity. The spectacle of names, brands and prestige distracted me from the more responsive, instinctive, purer approach which was about enjoyment, curiosity and expression of self. It was this feeling-led approach which had won me those clients without the need to compromise my ideals. In fact, because I came to them with a portfolio built largely to please myself and state my artistic intent, it went the other way and each of those clients was pivotal in not just giving me creative freedom but further honing my skills. They suggested, encouraged and refined my raw artwork with a more seasoned eye. 
even within some of the less glamorous, more clinical briefs, if I clearly articulated and pushed for a better solution for all. It seemed there was always room to inject my own ideas. It's very healthy to chase projects and clients, but vital to remain honest with yourself about the motivations for doing so. A goal-driven approach distracted me from feeling. It became about client names when it should have been about the creative. Thankfully, it was soon after this realisation that I confronted myself about the recent dip in enthusiasm and recognised its dangerous lurch into superficiality. I switched my focus to the enjoyment of each day, each week, each job, and the possibility that an unforeseen opportunity might open up some thrilling new path to growth and fresh ideas. Less focus on names and gold stars to show mummy, and a return to chasing the inner glow, the sense of wonder that lured me into the arts in the first place. This realisation not only restored my insatiable passion for creativity, but brought my fascination with its behaviour, its nature, and ever-changing form to the forefront of my mind. I saw creativity in so many guises, in so many people and places, never the same twice, but often with common characteristics, truths and patterns. I wanted to understand these, to get a better understanding of my own energy, strengths and weaknesses, so I could stand back and get a handle on why I felt a certain way and what I could do to work with it. It seemed obvious to me that we cannot control creativity, but with a better understanding we can certainly work with it. Once feeling and instincts regained ownership of my actions, I was happy for my creativity to walk me like a dog. It took me from my specialist skill set as a freelance illustrator into publishing with my angry blog rant turned book, Champagne and Wax Crayons, Riding the Madness of the Creative Industries. From there, I began lecturing about creativity and personality. And from these conversations, my podcast, The Creative Condition, formerly Arrest All Mimics, was born. Then it was fiction short stories and books, hand lettering, script writing, songwriting. The list goes on. If it felt good, I allowed it to happen. After I wrote Champagne and Wax Crayons, I occasionally returned to the writing desk to start this book. On one occasion, I even got as far as half a manuscript before scrapping the work. The idea was not yet fully formed. Seven years went by, like some arrogant indie band hiatus between the first and second albums. That's because creativity happens on its own timeline. Sometimes we have to live a little more life before it can take on the shape we wish for. But the book is here now. My hope is that what I've seen, studied and come to understand about the creative condition will become, at least, a small flickering flame to light the way in the vast cavern of the unknown for those who feel overwhelmed by the unpredictable nature of what I've come to consider humanity's greatest gift. So there you have it. That is the working introduction to my next non-fiction book, The Creative Condition. What do you think? Let me know, please. I'm very passionate about this project at the minute and I'm referencing so many walks of life, people in the arts, people outside of the arts, crazy eccentrics, banal people. It's a joy, you know, to really formally study creativity because it's a maze and I want to help people by providing something that can help them to unlock their own. And I hope you're on board with the direction of this. So there's going to be more of these autonomous podcasts. If not, let me know and I'll reconsider if there's a wave of hate or you try and cancel me, but it's going to take something. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Cheers to illustrationx.com for supporting the show. I'll see you next time. 